me, they'll be wonderful. It's such a joy and a privilege and honour for Sally and I. If I can have all the house lights on, that would be um, lighted up like Genesis 1, verse 3. Uh, God loves light, amen. And uh, it's such a joy and a privilege and honour. Thank you, Pastor Sean, Pastor Linda, for having us with you. I love the body of Christ. I love the church. I love the people of God. I love God. Anyone love God? You know that you can be unashamed about that. You can be unashamed about that. I, I feel that God wants to shift some positions here today. For some of us, I feel like the enemy has put a lid uh, on some of our lives. And I feel that over recent times that the enemy has really tried to rob the voice of the church. He's tried to silence the voice of the church. And even by your response, I can feel that some of us need for God to lift that off because we'll come into agreement and we'll, we'll let loose at other places, but we've, we've almost made synonymous quietness in church with respect and honour. But it's a robbing of our voice. Life and death is not in the power of your thoughts, but in the power of your tongue. And coming into agreement with what God is doing doesn't do the preacher any good, it shifts something in your life. Come on, the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Come on, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1, 3, that no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, they exist in Christ. They are a spiritual reality right now. And now the Amen is spoken by the letter B. I come into agreement, God, not only with my thoughts, but with my lips and my life. And God moves. And so I wanna pray that there's a lift that is lifted off some of you here today. We're gonna to pray, I'm gonna get right into it. We're here in the, the City Hub meeting uh, at 11 o'clock. And so we got limited time to download this morning. Father's given me very clear things to say and do this morning, we'll do that. But I encourage everyone, even if you don't normally come back, come back tonight, because we're gonna lean into the glory of God. We're gonna speak about that and then we're gonna release it. And God's gonna break out and do incredible things. So I encourage you to come back. Would you pray with me, Father? We absolutely love You. I love who You are. I love that You know us better than we know ourselves. And You're more for us than we are for ourselves. And here's the Word of the Lord to someone even now in this room. The Bible says in Romans 8 that if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? Sometimes there's people external that are against us. Sometimes there's the devil who's against us. But for some of us in this room, the person who is most against you is yourself. And if God is for me, who can be against me? I feel the Lord say, stop being against yourself when I'm for you. If God is for you, and God is perfect and holy and He accepts you. I feel that the Spirit of God just wants to lift off some condemnation of some, some shame of some, because God's okay with you. God loves you. I said, Father, would You pour out Your Spirit? Would You speak by Your Spirit? And all that is on Your heart, let it be done in this holy moment. And all the hungry people said, Amen. Amen, amen, you may be seated, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Name of Jesus. Um, is this all the house lights? Yeah, okay, 
all good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you guys. You guys can grab a seat and and, and uh, it's awesome. Praise the Name of Jesus. It's such a joy and privilege, as I said, to be here. And uh, I do welcome you to come on back tonight. But I, I want to download what... That's why you pay him the big bucks. I was thinking, man, this is this is full house slice worth. <laughs> Praise God. Isn't this good? I can see each other. I can see you. Well, mostly. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, as I get into it, uh, in our time that we've got here today, there's a lot that I want to get through. So I want to just, as I said, download. But I, I want to start by just saying this. Don't miss what God's saying this morning because you're focused on what you want to hear. Don't reduce the prophetic down to you hearing what you want to hear. Confirmation is great, but it's almost entry level into the prophetic. God, I confirm what's on my heart. No, 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 God, speak what's on your heart. Are you, are you with me? Whoever has ears, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, not hear what the Spirit is saying that you want Him to say. Part of the shift that we need in our world today is Christians hearing what God wants to say, not Christians asking God to back up what we decide to do and what we want to do. Come on, come on church. I, I wanna unashamedly get us back on the God's page. We don't need God to get on our page. We need to get on God's page. The Bible says in Psalm 139 that every day ordained for me was written in His book before one of them came to pass. Your life and my life is not about what I wanna do and God come and bless it. If we are continually asking God to bless what we are doing, my challenge is, did God author it? Because you don't have to ask God to bless what He authors because it's already blessed. So this morning as we speak, listen to what God wants to say, not just what you wanna hear, amen? And I just want to uh, just, just start by just pointing us to your name, Life Unlimited Church. How many people know that's a jolly good name for a church? But don't limit that. Come on, even Life Unlimited. Our language, our words can speak one thing, but the, the, the nature of our life can sometimes speak a different thing. And life is not just what God gives. It's how many people know it's not a better life? Jeez, you guys are quiet. Come on, wake up. Jesus did not come to give a better life to anyone. Jesus did not come to be a part of anyone's life. He came to be life. He is life. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And when you talk about life unlimited, it's not just what God gives, but it's who He is. And He truly is unlimited. Don't believe a lie that dictates to you that God is limited in any way. Even death itself is not too late. Just ask Lazarus, just ask Jesus Christ. There is nothing that our God cannot do. And life unlimited. And I felt the Lord say that today He comes with a commendation and an invitation. I heard Him say, well done. And I heard him say, there's more. Well done, there's more. <laughs> Sometimes we wanna hear well done as we kick back in our recline and say, good, I'm, I'm all done. No, no, well done, there's more. Church, Life Unlimited, well done, there's more. Pastor Sean, Pastor Linda, well done, there's more. 
<laughs> there is more. And uh, I just want to release a few prophetic words that I, um, God does it different ways with me, but they sent me through an itinerary, had different people that were picking us up and that were pastors and that were having lunch with and meals and God just said, write them down and He gave me words. So I want to quickly release these and then I want to get into the corporate prophetic statements and word that Father has for me. Are you doing okay? Praise God. Pastor Sean and Pastor Linda, um, this is what the Lord said to me for you. I see spiritual reproduction to the third generation. You have raised up many sons and daughters in the faith and now you're entering into a season where you will have the joy of celebrating the next generation, the third generation who carry the same heart and the same DNA as you have. And the Lord showed me that I see you taking risks and taking risks was, he, I, I saw them in italics. I, I, I don't just hear God, I, I see how He's writing it. And I see you taking risks by releasing young people earlier than some may be comfortable with. But you see prophetically what Father has placed in them and you have confidence in the process that has been and the process that will continue. But I also see the wisdom of continuing to be hands-on and the hands-on. So taking risks and hands-on, we're in italics here, that you are continue to be hands-on in their character development even once they have been deployed, was the statement. I see you seeing God's work through to completion. But this is about the third generation. Pastor Rebecca and Jackson are proud right there hiding behind the camera, praise God. Uh, and uh, this is what Father gave me before I came. And I know we had dinner last night, but the way God does it is I, I download it all. And I, I screenshot it before I come in case people say, oh, we had a conversation, that's why you said it. Um, but this is what I felt in my spirit. I see a stirring happening more in you both. And the Lord spoke to me and said, sometimes it can translate into a restlessness but it is actually a holy stirring. It is a deep calling unto deep. I just feel to add to you that right now over you both, don't misdiagnose what you're feeling on the inside at times because it's a holy stirring. And Father is going to bring clarification to what you see in part and to what you know in part. I see you as ground taking people. There is a pioneering spirit in you both. Pioneering and recognizing God's voice and hearing God clearly about His timing and His ways are imperative. Praise God. Mark Spencer, who picked me up, where's where just over over here? Praise God. God bless you, brother. Um, I see you building according to God's pattern. Firstly, I see you building. You know what it is to work hard. You know what it is to be diligent. You aren't content to simply talk about things. You want to see talk translate into action. But secondly, I see you being a man of God's pattern. You aren't content to simply build. It must be according to God's pattern. And Father is going to give you increased prophetic wisdom and revelation to know God's ways. And I see you being an instructor in kingdom ways. Praise God. You guys good? You're very quiet. Is this normal? Okay, okay. 
You're allowed to talk to me, okay? In fact, that would be nice. So just <laughs> let yourself. Pastor Danielle Bate, have I got that right? Bate? At the back? I see that hand. God bless you. The Father, this is what He said to me, Father is going to increase your teaching gift. You have much to share and there is a call on you to empower others. You don't self-promote, but God is promoting you in His kingdom. I see you putting on a general's hat and this is symbolic of your increasing spiritual authority in the spirit realm. I see you teaching, training and equipping holistically. This church is blessed to have you. That's much better. I also see there will be times when you need to step up. You will know when God is nudging you to take another step. In these times, do so with confidence because it will have a significant impact on people's lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, Sandy and Peter Hawke, they here? Waving over here. Thank you. Wonderful. I clearly heard the words two are better than one. It's not a cliche when God speaks it because there's something powerful in it. Two are better than one. And He showed me that there is a reshaping that has been happening in your lives. And I see you discovering your God shape and celebrating your God shape. And I hear the words understated, but not underrated. Understated at times, but not underrated. And this is from Father's perspective. I see a settled calm that you bring into situations. And I see an invitation for you to contribute more. And the days that you're stepping into, you're gonna be asked to contribute more because what you bring is helpful and what you bring is good. I really believe God is releasing a deeper gift of wisdom upon you both in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Hey, we'll, we'll just, uh, I'm going to leave it there f- um, on the individual for now. Again, come back tonight. We'll see what God wants to do. But I want to get into some prophetic um, corporate things. Praise God. All right. You ready? Seatbelt strapped on? Helmets on? Praise God. Uh, I saw very clearly, I'm going to do it from your perspective. I'm going to do something on a map right now. Um, So I'm going to do it looking from your way, not from my way. But I saw a church, tell me if I'm doing the right angle because I'm doing it on the opposite, okay? (laughs) Uh, I saw a church on the northwest. It was only slightly west, but it was way up north. Is that right from your perspective? And then I also saw a, a church in the northeast, but it was only slightly north, but it was further out east. And I saw them clearly and I've seen it repeatedly over weeks now. It won't leave me, so I have to release that. I don't know if it's here. I don't know if it's on a mission thing. I, but in the context, you'll know what it is. It's, it's, it's quite north and a little bit west and just a little bit north and east. So I release that to you. I see you in church meetings. This is all of us here. And I want you to get you, I want you to get what the God really wants to download in our hearts today. I see you in church meetings in small groups, praying for each other's and miracles happening. 
I don't mean in small groups as in home groups. I mean in this environment where we gather around and take moments to pray and miracles happening. I hear the words, a healing centre. This is what you are called to be, Life Unlimited Church, a healing centre. Come on, church, we need to understand that He came to bring life and life more abundantly. He didn't come to save us from hell, but then just we continue in our brokenness and our dysfunction and our sickness and our pain. He came to set the captives free. Amen. And I see you as a healing center. And then I heard the words, Miracle Sunday is every Sunday at Life Unlimited Church. Miracle Sunday. Sometimes you go to churches and it's a miracle Sunday and it might be based around an offering for a building and praise God if that's what's meant to be happening. But don't reduce Miracle Sunday down to a Sunday once a month or a Sunday once a year when we take up an offering. God says in your midst, I want Miracle Sunday every Sunday. And we need to understand it's because it represents God accurately. And this is what's on Father's heart for us today. I hear the people of this church frequently asking others, can I pray for you? And you do so believing that something is about to happen. You do so, and that's not just in this building, that's out there, come on. Jesus did things in the crowd, but many times He did things out there one-on-one. And when He and prayed for them, He prayed believing, but He also prayed and He says, according to your faith, you have been healed. And I see you offering to pray, but you do so believing that something significant is about to happen. And one more statement before I get into the main thing that is on Father's heart is this. I believe Father is calling you to be a dangerous church. I've never said it about a church before. God is calling Life Unlimited Church to be a dangerous church. Pastor Sean, Pastor Linda, a dangerous church. Come on, not dangerous to people, but dangerous to the gates of hell. Come on, dangerous to the gates of hell. We need some churches that are dangerous in the kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of darkness that release the kingdom of light. And here's what I wanna get into today. And that is go after the supernatural. This is the prophetic declaration of God over you as a church in this season. I believe it's for the body of Christ at large, speaking as a prophet. But right now here this morning, the Word of the Lord is go after the supernatural. Say it with me. Go after the supernatural. Now shout it out loud. Go after the supernatural. Let God hear you. Come on. Go after the supernatural. One more time. Let the devil hear you right now. Go after the supernatural. Hmm. We are called, I saw this statement very clearly, we are called to represent a supernatural God, not just a nice God. The world doesn't need a nice God, they need a supernatural God. I feel a real stirring right now in my spirit. I think something's about to shift in the next 10, 15 minutes. If you lean in, something's about to shift in your life over this church, over this city, over this nation. That's part of my responsibility, not to speak nice things to you, but speak something that's gonna shift. I believe that part of the, the, the result of a prophet is that as we go on, we look back and something shifted. 
God needs something to shift in your life. We are called to represent a supernatural God, not just a nice God, not just a kind God, not even just a loving God, but a supernatural God. The world needs it, my friends. The world needs it, my friends. He is a supernatural God. He's not just, the church is not an organisation, it's the body of Christ. It's the expression of Christ on this earth. Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and how He, Jesus, went around doing good. Now that's nice, right? He went around doing good. That's nice. That's wonderful. And, everyone say and. And healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Some of us don't want to talk about the devil. Some of us don't want to talk about the things that are a bit on the uh, out there on the spiritual side, but we do so to our own peril and we do so to the peril of the world. We need to be people that are so enamoured with God that God is living on the inside of us, leaking on the outside of us. But we also know who the devil is and we know He's under our feet and we want to be ones that walk in supernatural power. We need to go around doing good, but we need to actually set people free who are under the power of the devil. Jesus set people free all the time. He took authority over the devil. We need not be afraid of the devil. We need not be afraid of the devil. He's not the equal opposite of God. Don't believe that lie. It's not God and the devil in these end times in a battle and it looks like the devil's got a bit of an upper hand. One of the great revivals in the church right now is us being enamoured by all who God is and all that God is doing in the world. I declare by the Spirit of the Most High God that God is doing more good in this world than the enemy is doing evil. But we need to switch off some of that influence of the enemy Come on, switch it off social media, switch it off on the TV, get into the Word, start to look at what God is doing in this world. I've read the end of the book and the devil doesn't win, God wins. And right now in the world, God is winning, but we need to rise up as a church and look to see who God is and what He's doing. The world needs a church that represents a supernatural God, not just a nice God. Go after the supernatural. Go after, go after, go after. Praise God. Let me just, a moment. Go after the supernatural. Let's just mention go after for a moment. Some of you might say, man, he's a bit out there. He's a bit radical. I'm still subnormal as far as Christians go. Some of you laugh again. It's the absolute truth. I, I, I don't do what the, the apostles did. I don't do the book of Acts stuff yet. I don't do the greater works in Jesus yet. We're brought into a lie that somehow cruising through life as a Christian, really unaffected by the, the Spirit of God is, is okay, it ain't okay. I, I, I've got a big stirring <laughs> spoon this morning. 
I've got a big stirring spoon because quite frankly, it's not about me and it's not about you. It's about the Kingdom of God. It's about the reputation of God. It's about the salvation of the world. Come on, He came to seek and save the lost, not just to take us to heaven and make us all good. He came to empower us, the church. He placed all things under the church, under Jesus' feet. He did it for the church, which is His body, which is called to be the fullness. The fullness. We are called to be the fullness of Him who fills everything in every way. And I wanna say, go after, go after. Everyone say, go after. Come on, we have adopted a mentality in the body of Christ. If God wants to do it, oh, I pray you go for it, God. God, if you wanna bless me, you can bless. God, if you wanna heal them, God, you can heal them. That is weak, it is lame, and it is not helpful to us or to the body of Christ or to the world. I want to point you to the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. She didn't stay at home. God, if you wanted, God, if you wanted. No, no, she went out. She went out to a place where she shouldn't have been because she was unclean. She pushed through a crowd that she shouldn't have been in contact with. And she said, if I can only but lay my hand upon the hem of His garment, something is going to happen. I am going after the supernatural. Jesus said, who touched me? And the disciples said, hang on, everyone's all around you. Everyone's touching. No, 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 Someone touched me with expectation that something was about to happen because I felt power leave me. You got blind Bartimaeus, he's sitting on the roadside, he's blind. And you've got the Jesus leaving with His disciples that said they had finished their meetings for the day. They were leaving and blind Bartimaeus is crying out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And His disciples said, hush down, hush down. Come on, come on. He's already finished. Come back tomorrow. He goes, don't you hush me. I need my miracle. I am going after my miracle. The church has been hushed too long and we need to go after our miracle. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus turned aside because He went after the supernatural. There's a lame man that four men came carrying him on a stretcher. You know the story? It says if they came and they brought him to the house where Jesus was teaching and there wasn't even room outside the house. So what do they do? Oh, we better come back tomorrow. Let's come back tomorrow. It's already full. Don't come back tomorrow. They went up on the roof. They ripped open the roof. Come on, this is not this is not good. This is not what you're meant to do. This is a bit radical. Think in our politically correct, come on. Cross the T's, dot the I's. Make sure that we don't get ourselves in trouble. I'm not saying don't be unwise in this world, but we must not give in to the fear of man that says that we must come under something that is not of the Spirit of God. You don't rip roofs off buildings to get in. You come back tomorrow, but not if you're going after the supernatural. And they lowered him down and it says, and when Jesus saw their faith. <laughs> now faith is in what is unseen, but faith itself can be seen. Your faith can, I believe, I believe. Okay, how is that being seen? I'm going after, I'm going after. I want to encourage you to go after the supernatural. And when I say the supernatural, go after the supernatural. Go after God Himself. And we'll talk more about that tonight and step into that. But also go after the works of God. Praise God. I, I want to mention four things and I know time's marching. 
But I pray that God is speaking to you right now. I pray God is stirring something in you right now. Hmm. I'm going to say what I feel the Holy Ghost is saying to me. I feel some of you are having a real wrestle in the spirit. I can sense it. Maybe it's my delivery style. Maybe it's my passion and the loud. I, I don't know. But I just want to encourage you. If there is any wrestle, I challenge you in this moment. Say, Father, if there's something you want to say, speak to me. Because I, I feel that Father wants to bring all of us into a deeper level of freedom, not only for our sake, but for all those that need to be set free through your life and my life and the life of this church. Remember, we're not called to represent a, just a nice God, but a supernatural God. This is a word of Lord to you right now in the season that you're going into. You might have nice meetings, wonderful, supernatural. You might have nice small groups, wonderful. They're meant to be supernatural. You might have nice conversations with friends at work, great. They're meant to be supernatural. Oh, that, no, that's for you, Steve. If you're born again, it's for you. And if you believe otherwise, it's the lie of the enemy that has robbed the voice of the church. God wants to restore your voice. God wants to restore your belief in a supernatural God that has anointed you and I. Four things real quickly. Number one, position yourself to receive. Position yourself. See, that's going after, right? No one can position you to receive, even this message. I know that I know in a room this size, some of you are gonna leave, God has spoken, God has shifted something and you're gonna go after the supernatural like never before. I know there'll be others in this room who heard the same thing from the same person, but go out and say, well, and nothing's changed. What's the difference? It's not the message, it's not the one delivering, it's the receiving. Can we, can we just be really real in church? There's times in my life when I receive and there's times in my life when I don't receive. And when I don't receive, what I do is criticise the message. God wants to shift us today. Position yourself. The Bible talks about humble yourself, consecrate yourself. It talks in James 4, 7, submit yourselves then to God. What's that? Positioning yourself. Position yourself, submit yourself to God, resist the devil and he must flee from you. Come on, don't bring, don't bring someone just to the past to say, can you do, no, no, you, you submit to God, you resist the devil, he's gonna flee from you. If you don't believe that, once again, we're believing a lie. Anyone heard of Smith Wigglesworth? It's reported there was a time he woke up and the devil was standing at the foot of his bed. He woke up, saw the devil and said, oh, it's only you and went back to sleep. Come on, the devil was defeated on the cross. He knows it. He just hopes that you and I don't wake up to the revelation that come on, God has given us authority over all the enemy's powers. I submit to God, I resist the devil, he flees from me. Not just the pastor, not just the evangelist, not just a preacher, from me. You have the same Spirit of God in you that raised Christ from the dead. And the world needs an encounter with a believer that is just alive in the Spirit and believes that if I submit to God, resist the devil, he's got to flee. Come near to God and He will come near to you. Wash you, your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. What do I see in these two verses here? I see positioning yourself 
to receive. Because God says, I will come near to you, but what I need you to do is submit and resist and come near to God and wash your hands and purify your hearts. Let's not wait for God to do our part. God's ready to pour out the Holy Ghost. I'm passionate about this because I know people need an encounter with a supernatural God. Jeremiah 33 verse three says, call to me, God speaking, call to me. Come on, what's that? That's positioning yourself to receive. Call to me and then I will answer you, says the Lord, and I will show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Praise God. Number two, position yourself to release. Position yourself to release. Matthew 10 verse seven and eight. It says, as you go, proclaim. This is position yourself to release. How many people know that we're not called to just receive, we're called to release? We're not called just to sit and soak and enjoy God. We're called to sit, soak, enjoy God, be filled, and then come on, go and be ministers of reconciliation. Go to seek and save the lost. As you go, do you know that Jesus spoke a lot more about going than coming, about sending rather than inviting? One of the shifts in the body of Christ that really is starting to happen and needs to happen more and more in the days that we live in is a shift from inviting people to come to church so that they can hear the message through the pastor and us being sent as Jesus sent us to go and carry the message so that we can see them come from darkness into light, from death into life. I'm sensing in my spirit that there's an overriding work of the Holy Ghost right now this morning that is about you shifting your identity about how you see yourself in God. God, it says here, as you go, as you go. Come on, Jesus sent out the 72, Jesus sent out the 12. Matthew 28, He said, now I want you, everyone, come on, you're my disciple, go into all the world, preach the Gospel. Don't you just invite them to come. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Well, that's not true. Um, <laughs> if your greatest focus is bringing them here to get saved, we've somehow missed what Jesus actually said to do. Now, we're to equip you to go and let your light shine before people so they can see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. You're meant to go in such a way that people see your good works and they, they, you're, you're ready to give an answer for the hope that's in you because they're going to ask you a question. How come you're not stressing out when everyone's losing their job and you're, you're not stressed? You, you've got a peace. I don't get it. How come you're not stressed? I'm ready to give an answer. That we disciple people, that we walk with people, that we love on people, that we invite sinners into our homes. Come on. We, in, we invite those that are lost and far off and we don't try to just beat them over their head with the, the Gospel and convert them, but we love on them and we're ready to give an answer and, and, and our light shines in such a way that we walk with them towards God. Can I give you my definition of discipleship that God gave me years ago? Walking with people towards God, that's it. You don't have to have all the answers, just walk with them towards God. When they're talking and they're stressed, uh, can, can, I, can I pray with you? And just, just lead them towards God. Lead them towards God. And then when they encounter God, you bring them here to celebrate. 
Bring them here to celebrate. Don't just bring them here to get saved. Don't just palm them off to the pastor. Come on, we've got the Spirit of God. You've got the Spirit of God. And we have to position ourselves to receive from God, but then position ourselves to release. We need to go and proclaim this message. The Kingdom of Heaven has come near. Mm. The message of the Gospel is not the message of the church, it's the message of the Kingdom. Church is mentioned twice in the Gospels and 130 something times where they mention the word kingdom. Kingdom is the authority of God to rule over and around. Come on, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. The church is meant to be an expression of the kingdom. The church is not just meant to be a place of belonging and of acceptance and of love. It's meant to be all of those things, but let's not reduce it down to a nice place. People coming into the church and feeling comfortable will not save them. They need to come in and have an encounter with the living God because the Spirit of God, the supernatural God is moving and people are being healed and set free. And the people of God are alive on the inside, such as I have, I give unto you. I'm not ashamed of the Gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God, not just the love of God. It is the power of God until salvation. Come on. Go and preach, proclaim the kingdom. John the Baptist came preaching the kingdom. Jesus came preaching the kingdom. Jesus said, when you pray, pray for the kingdom to come. Jesus said, when you seek, seek first the kingdom. I wanna declare it's about the rule of God on this earth. Devil has ruled in too many people's lives for far too long. And it's time for the church to be fully alive to who we are in Christ so that we position ourselves to receive and then release. The expression of the kingdom of heaven is heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Come on, freely you have received, freely give. Don't talk yourself out of what God has called you to do. Don't allow past disappointments to rob you of today's miracles. When you say, I can't, we're actually declaring, God, you can't. You need to hear that. Some of you know God has called you, stirred your heart and you go, I can't. You're not actually saying something about yourself. You're saying something about your view of God. You're saying, God, I'm not sure I can trust that you'll come through. Can we just be honest as a close here today? We need to come back to trusting God. Believing in God is one thing, believing God is another. And the world needs an encounter with people who believe God, not just believe in God. That God can do what He says He can do because He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Position yourself to receive, to release and to restore. Restorers return something to its original condition. How many people know that God wants to bring us back to His original pattern, plan, purpose? Revival is the church coming back again to God's original intention. And this is what's happening in the world today, in the, in the church today, in the world that we live in. God is wanting to bring us back to His original intention. And it's that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, that we carry the same Spirit that Jesus Christ had upon Him. So what does God want to restore in your life? But also very importantly, what does God want to restore in other people through your life? And finally, position yourself to create. That's what I heard the Lord say to you as a church, position yourself to create. Create means to bring something into existence. 
Again, life and death is in the power. Life, life is in the power of your tongue. The essence of the prophetic is calling out what is in Father's eternal, re, now present reality and calling it out into our natural existence is creative. And God's looking for a people that in your workplace, in your family life, where there's challenges and people that are in a very broken place, that we don't just see their brokenness, but we see God's plan and purpose and call, and we call it out of them. Blind Freddy can see the problem, but it takes a prophetic person filled with the Spirit of God that is not self-focused, but God-focused and other people-focused to say, hey, God's created you for something more. And so I wanna pray, I wanna... I need to love and leave you as we head across to the City Hub. But I, I want to, I'm going to pray now, but I, I want to encourage you to come back tonight. I just feel there's so much more that God wants to reveal about Himself and do. We're going to have time and we're going to, i uh, love to lay hands on anyone and everyone that comes tonight. I just want to just create space. So if you're hungry, come back. Maybe this is your opportunity to go after the supernatural. There's nothing good on Netflix anyway. Seriously, we've got to stop waiting for God. Let's, let's lean in. Let's take hold. I wonder if you stand with me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I just pray that you seal this word of this church of God that is the church called to be ones that see a need and step into the realm of not just nicely, naturally meeting a need, but powerfully, supernaturally, such as I have, I'm going to give that unto you. Again, church, Life Unlimited, I just want to declare over your life that God is calling you to represent a supernatural God like never before. And I pray the Holy Ghost will right now just breathe, speak and confirm in Jesus' Name.